Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Fitness on the Front Lines, the best fitness show on the internet. Not just the only one, the best one. <laughs> uh, today with me, as always, I have across the table uh, my illustrious co-host, uh, Eric. What's up? How you doing today? Better. Better? Nice. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that here in a second. <laughs> um, and then we have a guest today, um, a very special guest, uh, Rich Exotic, a.k.a. Richard Mason. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> I'm in the house. <laughs> How are you doing today, Richard? I'm doing good, yeah. Coach Thick and Rich Exotic yeah. you know, working together. <laughs> so All in the same room. Yeah, nothing better than that. One love right here. <laughs> so anyways... Um, how were, uh, how was y'all's weeks, uh, in training? Uh, so far so good. Yeah. The Murph prep's definitely been, uh, opening. Yeah. To say the least. Um, <laughs> you know, and then I feel like we've been doing a lot of GHDs lately. Yeah. So, <laughs> which is good. Uh, I haven't done them in a long time, so. Right. It's been interesting to get, kind of just jump right back into those. We have been doing a lot of GHDs here recently. I don't even notice. Is there a reason for that? I don't know. I guess everyone, <laughs> he's just trying to get you those abs for summer. <laughs> yeah, I guess. summer. You got to get, get that summer. summer summertime. So yeah, yep. Yeah, the Murph prep has been killing me. I I went from doing um, a lot of like strongman metcons, and then went back to CrossFit, and then. I didn't do a lot of high volume air squats for a while. And so now we're doing a lot of high volume air squats and they are destroying my leg. <laughs> I'm not used to it anymore. So I'm like, all right, Murph, here yeah. we go. <laughs> you know, not super excited, but how many times have you done Murph? Uh, twice. Twice. Yeah. Okay. Eric, how many times have you done Murph? <laughs> Six. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I think. Eric's out here flexing. I think so. Yeah. I've done a lot. <laughs> Is going to be your seventh? Yeah. I'm going to do it strict this year. Oof. Have you tried? Have you you practiced kind of strict, haven't you? Yeah, all my Murph preps been strict. So we've been doing Murph prep every single Monday, mm-hmm. and all of them's been strict for you. Mm-hmm. They've been strict for us too, haven't yeah. they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. Eric he does compete, which is just like RX plus of what we do. Okay, so he does like he does the same thing. It's just like a little bit plussed up, right? Sometimes. So, Actually, yeah. Monday was the exact same. Actually, no, Monday, you had a longer rest period than we did. Yeah, y'all's was harder, actually. Which was garbage. <laughs> <laughs> that's, not, that's not fair. No, the yeah. class one was way harder than mine. Yeah, we had a two-minute <laughs> rest. I saw what his what he had to do, five-minute rest. Oh, wow. So, yeah, yeah I've never... Garbage. So, last year was my first time doing Murph in a gym. Mm-hmm. The first time, I just was like, I'm just going to do Murph to try it. And, yeah, it was awful because I was, like, by myself... So actually, I've done it three times, uh, twice on my own and once at a gym. You said you, you did it by yourself? Yeah, like on a track. Oh. Like just went and knocked it out by myself. Was this like, where where were you? Like- so <laughs> last two years ago, I was just at like Fort Polk in Louisiana. Okay. I just like went down to a track on Memorial Day. Yeah. And just knocked it out. Mm. Maybe then- we should give like a little bit of, a little bit of backstory to Richard before we go <laughs> into this. But anyways, what was you saying? Yeah. So then last year was my first time doing it in a gym and it was definitely like way better because there's people like being miserable with you. Right. You know? So yeah, Murph is better with people. Mm. There's no way I could fathom it by myself. I wouldn't want to. It just takes too long. I've done yeah. something kind of similar by myself and it was no bueno. It was no <laughs> fun to say the least. So Richard, what this is going to be kind of a just a blunt question. Yeah. What do you do? Oh, so <laughs> it's kind of weird so what, you know. What are you? Yeah, the Who are you? <laughs> the normal answer is like I'm in the army, all right? And so mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, most people don't realize there's like a ton of jobs within the army. Yeah. And even like when you pick a job, there's a ton of jobs within that job. 
And so, like, I'm an infantryman by trade. It's like jobception. Um, yeah. Okay. You know, so I, um, I kind of did a whole bunch of time in the Army. And mm-hmm. then uh, when I finished my – I was a first sergeant in Fort Polk, Louisiana, before I came here, which means – I was in charge. Basically, I had 170 soldiers in like, like a company. Yeah. And um, when I got done with that time, they're like, hey, we want you to go do something broadening. And okay. And like, kind of branch out away from your job and kind of, I don't know, do different things. Okay. And uh, ROTC is one of them. And mm. uh, so I had- Did I, they recommend you things to do? Yeah. Yeah. There's like okay. a list. Like they, we have like career maps, which kind of tell you like, hey, when you get to this point, you can do X, Y, or Z. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. And they, yeah, we have all these people that like help manage your career. Yeah. Well, when I, I just came in one day and my wife Rosanna and I had talked about uh, ROTC. Yeah. I heard it's like really rewarding and plus it's like pretty decent time off. Yeah. Um. And I came and I was like, I'm going to check my email and then I'm going to call and see if I can get a, one of these jobs. And I had an email. It was like, hey, you're going to go be the ROTC instructor at Berkeley. Mm. And I was like, ah, cool. You know, because <laughs> like being from California, I was like, well, that might be all right. And then I was like, no, I don't know if I want to live in California anymore. Yeah. And so. So uh, you're, you're a California native. Yeah. So what I was part? born born in uh, Livermore, which is up by San Francisco, but I grew up in San Diego. Okay. And then. Uh, I joined the army. I've been in the south pretty much ever since. For about uh, I hit 16 years this year, this month. So oh wow, nice. Um, yeah, I was like, I don't know if I want to like go back to California and like. Thankfully, I didn't because when COVID hit, you know, yeah. they locked down hardcore. Yeah, <laughs> and like they're still like just now getting ready to go to a park. You know. Oh yeah. So, um, they're like, don't get out of your house. We'll shoot on sight. Now I'm checking. Yeah, no, it's like, intense. <laughs> yeah, it really is. And so. Uh, I had some leaders in the past that were like, hey, like it's a really rewarding experience, like going to teach uh, RTC at like HBCU. Mm-hmm. So I called well, and I was like, mean? Uh, it's a historically black college or university. Okay. Yeah. And so I, I um, asked my uh, branch manager, hey, what other jobs are open? And they're like, well, you can go to Huntsville. And I was like, what's a Huntsville? And uh, yeah, so trash pandas. Yeah, like I had no idea. Like I've actually had soldiers from Huntsville in the past. Yeah. And like, when looking at them, I'm like, I think that they're not from Huntsville. I think they just say the biggest city near them. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, which nah, is probably true. I was like, they're definitely from like Coleman or like <laughs> somewhere else. You right. Know? And so they, uh, when I came, we came up here uh, just to see it, and we're like, dude, there's like stuff here. You know, like <laughs> I had no idea. Like it's we've driven just... down 65. Yeah. And but you can't see anything, so we're mm. like, man, Huntsville must be like a one one Walmart town. You know. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, and then you get here and you got like three targets, you know. Yeah. So we're high rolling, man. Yeah. <laughs> three. Got a rocket. You know. So yeah, we got a rocket in our skyline and everything. But yeah, that's, that's cool. how I ended up in Huntsville teaching. I teach ROTC at A and M, and and uh, yeah. How long have you say? Did you say how long you've been doing that? Uh, so eighteen months. Okay. Yeah. So I finished um spring of last year, and then this whole year. Okay. So. It's cool. And you said you was in the army for sixteen months. Sixteen years. Sixteen. Oh my god. Yeah. You just said eighteen months, and months was on my mind. I'm sorry. So sixteen years. Yeah. So it was already, fresh in the army. Yes. Yeah, super fresh. <laughs> already a sergeant. So, anyways, um, backing up just a little bit, uh, you started out whenever you first joined the army. Did you just straight up get stationed to the south like immediately? Yeah, so I'm I'm enlisted, so I just kind of joined. Uh, I spent a year as like an EMT in LA, mm-hmm. and I was like, "This is cool," um, <laughs> but I, like I don't know how to like 
make money. Hold on, you said as an EMT in LA? Yeah. You probably have some wild stories then. It wasn't so bad because like EMTs don't really do a lot. Like, would you see it like on TV and like the cool stuff, like paramedics with like the fire? Oh, okay. EMT, <laughs> like basics EMTs, they're mm. like, like when something would go down, we would call 911. <laughs> you know, like we'd go we're to like a nursing home. Enough. Yeah, we'd go to nursing home, like stuff would get out of hand, and we'd be like, we gotta call 911. <laughs> and so, um, but. Yeah, I mean, so there was like some some cool stuff you kind of happen upon. Um, like as a new guy, they thought it would be funny to like put me in Compton mm. for like a month. Okay. That was like super awkward for me because like there's like real stuff happening. You know? And I'm like, <laughs> hey, I'm still trying to figure out like how to put this oxygen mask on. Yeah. You know, but uh, I couldn't figure I was trying to figure out how to like pay for like advanced education and stuff like right. that. So I joined the army. And, uh, yeah, like I got off the plane in Atlanta and mm-hmm. I was like, how do you people breathe here? <laughs> like it was just, like just straight at water. Yeah. It was, it was from the summer. Yeah. It was the summer. Yeah. Oh, uh, dude. Georgia heat is something different. Yeah. It is horrible. If you've never spent any time during the summer in Georgia, you don't understand. Yep. The Georgia heat is just different. Yeah. Even people in Huntsville will like apologize for the summer. <laughs> oh, oh, you know, bless your heart. You yeah. Know, you get to, like, and they're like, yeah, I know it's hot, but you know, we'll get through it. And I'm like, yeah. Now that I've like lived in Louisiana and Georgia and like stuff like that, I'm like, oh, it's this is perfect weather. <laughs> I imagine Louisiana is pretty much the same as Georgia. It is. Yeah. It's, it's so close with to larger the ocean. mosquitoes. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Big old Creole mosquitoes. So, uh, were you ever you you were actually at one point um, deployed, weren't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, in 2009, I went to Iraq with the Third uh, Infantry Division. Okay. Out of uh, Fort Stewart in Savannah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So How I long did you stay there? A year. Yeah. Twelve months. Nice. So nice. Yeah, it's a good time. So, when exactly through all this did you find CrossFit? So, well, okay. So in high school, my weightlifting coach was Coach Bergner. Right and so (laughs) yeah so that was like super awkward like learning about crossfit later Mm -hmm. and like kind of being like oh my god like we had wads in high school like yeah so we'd walk into the (laughs) weight room and like it would say like football wrestling whatever your sport was on the Mm -hmm. whiteboard and like we had our weight room was like very basic yeah it was an open room that had six platforms I think we had like four bench press, four squat racks, and like four incline bench. That was okay. it. And then we had like a dumbbell room that like nobody was allowed to go into. Okay. You know, it was like that's where like <laughs> the kids who like didn't play a sport went to like be cool, you know? Okay. Um, and I think there was like a leg press machine in the corner that like Coach Bergner was like, that's not a real machine. Um, you know, One so. Big leg squat. Yeah, I mean, that's similar how MTSU was because I was in exercise science and we helped out the football team. Yeah. And we wrote separate workouts for all the sports and they just came in and did it. Hmm. Whatever's on the whiteboard yep. is what you do. <laughs> so they didn't even question, they didn't have no. their own, huh. Yeah. So it was really cool. Like, um, you know, so for me to come back later, so it was probably like 2011 uh, that I was like, you know what? I'm going to try this CrossFit thing. Okay. Uh, when I was deployed, my platoon sergeant actually was a big CrossFit guy. Like, yeah. he's like, he was level one. He's like, I'm going to open a gym when I retire. Oh, yeah? And he Did was he? like, no. <laughs> uh, so, awesome dude. Um, but he, I don't know, know what he's doing now. But I remember he was always talking about, like, how awesome it was. Mm-hmm. And, like, I was doing, like, 
That's what we thought it was a cult, right? Yeah. I was yeah. doing bro lifts. Check, check out our last episode. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing all these like bro lifts and just kind of doing what I wanted. Yeah. And um, I remember like one day he was like, he had like, I think like 315 on the bar and he was doing deadlifts. Yeah. And he's like, cross would make you strong, man. And I was like, dude, it's 315, man. <laughs> like, because everybody in Iraq is strong. Yeah. This is all you do. Like when you're not like doing patrols, you yeah. lift weights. So everybody was strong. So I was like, whatever, man, like, leave me alone. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and so I kind of like, I purposefully didn't do it. Yeah. Because I was just like out of spite. Right. And then when I came home and I, we moved to Oklahoma and, uh, one of my buddies was like, yeah, man, I've been working out at CrossFit Havoc. Like you should come try it. And I was like, all right, cool. Like, and, uh, I went in there and they were like, yeah, man, like the month's almost over. So we won't even charge you. Just like come in. Right. And then, uh. I had a couple, some time off, and I did it for a while, and I really enjoyed it. Uh, jumped right in, both feet, paleo and everything. You know, I was like, apparently was, I have to eat paleo to that was do during CrossFit. the paleo era of CrossFit. Yeah. I'm glad I missed that. Yeah. Not, because not good. Because a lot of people talk about that time period not in a good light. They're just like, yeah, everyone was paleo. Like, yep. everybody. You know, yeah. they're always condescending talking about it. Oh, yeah. So. If you didn't have a squatty potty and you didn't eat paleo, like, you... <laughs> You didn't work out, you know, <laughs> you were not fitness. Yeah. You were not. Fi- and so it, looking back to like Rosanna, like at one point was like, you have to eat, you have to start eating different. She's like, you look sick. Like, okay. I, so like right now I'm like, you'll t- shred weight on paleo. For yeah. Real. Like you lose it. I, right. I'm 220 right now. It's pretty much keto, ain't it? Um, mm. No, you can eat a ton of carbs. Yeah. You can have as many carbs as you want. It's yeah. Just, okay. Gotcha. Or something. Well, yeah. So you like sweet potato. I like. I would eat sweet potatoes and like all these vegetables and meat. Um, you just can't eat anything like processed. Basically, yeah, right. the outside edge of a grocery store. Yeah. Yeah. Know? I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Which, part, no, and there's nothing still, wrong with that. But yeah. it's like it's so hardcore that it really didn't. Basically, like, if you want to build muscle, you're gonna have to eat what you're eating times ten. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. you just have to eat you. so much. I got you. Yeah, it was just really rough. Um, I was probably, like, 30 pounds lighter than I am now. Oh, wow. But, like, with the same lean muscle mass that I have mm. now. Huh. So, like, I didn't... I never, like, really got... Felt like I got stronger doing it. So, that kind of sucked. Yeah. Because uh, I was like, man, I'm paying all this money for CrossFit. And I can run for days. Like, right. I, I would run all the time. I was a drill sergeant at the time. I'd, I'd go in and run five miles in the mm-hmm. morning and... And then go to like go to PT. Yeah. And but like I was just like sucked up almost, <laughs> you know. Like so, yeah. I was like, man, maybe CrossFit isn't for me. And then I kind of left it for a while. Right. Went back to the Globo thing. Well, then here's the question. Here's the real question: Is that did you have a squatty potty at the time? I did. <laughs> but it, I had a homemade squatty potty because I'm cheap. Okay. <laughs> Stack up the books. Yeah, I, I took like a couple random pieces of mm-hmm. like I had like a couple two by fours and a piece of plywood, and I yeah. just I literally cut a squatty potty out. I just like oh, let me just screw these boards together. Nice. Yeah, like okay. I looked it up on <laughs> online. It was like all right, you know, squatty potty seven inches tall. Let me make this seven inch tall piece of wood well what about you eric did you have a squatty potty <laughs> oh no, i didn't <laughs> he still has a squatty potty <laughs> no i never got <laughs> never got into, into that <laughs> no no i uh that's one i've never heard of actually that's that's news to me yeah, it's the paleo way to poop <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. It, re- it really was that and paleo was like the thing mm-hmm. oh man 
CrossFit has seen some bar- barbaric times, yeah. haven't they? Those are the dark ages. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's very much in the rear view now. Yeah. So whenever you ended up stopping, it's because like you wouldn't get the results that you wanted, and then yeah. you went to Globo Gym again after that. Yeah. So every army base is like plagued with like multiple fitness centers. Gotcha. And it's like two racquetball courts, a basketball court, and some free weights. Okay. Uh, and a cardio room, you know. And so we did that for a while, and then we ended up at Fort Lewis in Washington, and they had uh they actually had an affiliate on post that was free. Okay. They ran a they ran a five p.m. class with you know like three level ones mm-hmm. and it was free like you could just go. Yeah. The problem was is like it was so packed that like mm. you had a lot of people in there that were like, all right guys, like today we're gonna do like four hundred power cleans at like eight hundred pounds, but like and you had like eight, 80 people and like three coaches. Yeah. So like nobody knew what they were doing and like. <laughs> So I was uh, like, I just stayed away from it. I ended up with one of my soldiers. Hold was, on, you said they had one class mm-hmm. a day and that was it? Yeah. Yeah, because it was like free and it was like volunteer coaches. And oh, gotcha. So you gotcha, could go gotcha. into that room. You could use that facility all day. Okay. It's just at five o'clock from five to six, they That's ran a class. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So gotcha. I just stayed away from it. And then one of my soldiers was like a phenomenal lifter. Like, yeah. I mean, he was just insane. And... um we kind of got into the whole like catalyst athletics thing. Yeah. And, um, I, he coached me kind of one-on-one at lunch. We would just go in and, and then work on stuff. And, uh, so I kind of started getting back into it then. And then when I moved to Louisiana, mm-hmm. they had a free one and they had a level one coach that just sat there all day. Like he was, nice. he was like the program manager for all like the fun stuff on base. It's like, yeah, M- yeah it's called like MWR. Okay. So it's like morale, welfare, recreation, so his office was in the gym. So I'd just go uh, in and be like, hey, man, I'm going to do this workout. Uh, can you tell me if I'm doing it right? And he'd be like, yeah. So he'd come out. His name is Sean. He'd just come out. And he'd be like, what do you want to work on? And be like, well, I've never done a muscle up. And he's like, all right, cool. Let's work on that. You know. And so he would just, yeah. it was like having like a CrossFit level one personal trainer. So it was really cool. Yeah. Uh, but then you're still like by yourself in a gym. Trying to like do things that suck. Was there anybody else that would come to that gym at all? Yeah, throughout the day you would catch. Yeah. So like, if you went every day at nine, you'd have like the same kind of group of people. It's mm. almost kind of the same as we have here. You gotcha. Know? So there was like people that made their own mm-hmm. times to show up, kind of thing. Yeah, and okay. so for a little bit they were like doing some programming. But yeah. It, it was just kind of like if he forgot, he forgot. Like he wasn't being paid to do it, so he just didn't. <laughs> you know, he was like, hey. Uh, <laughs> I didn't program anything for today. So you're like, all right, let me just go on the main page and figure out what they're doing. That's what I would have done. Just be like, all right, we're doing main site. Yeah. And then you get destroyed. Yeah, main site rough, dude. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah, people are like, man, our stuff's hard. And I'm like, man, main site is the worst. Yeah. Yeah. That's the hardest stuff out there. Do main site, for real. Yeah, it's rough. And that's most of their stuff is like, I still look at it. I'm like, no. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And that's how, like, when I was in Oklahoma before that, before I went to CrossFit Havoc, I did Murph. Like, I was like, I heard about this Murph thing. Mm -hmm. So let me just, I can do, I can crush that. This Murph thing. Yeah. I I was like, I could probably crush that. And so I knocked it out. I like 50 something, like 54 minutes, like no vest or anything. But I was like, all right, cool. Like, if I can get down into 30s, like, I'll add a vest. And then I'll like, you know, whatever. And right. then 
But like, you know, like the next day you're not really sore yet. Yeah. So I was like, well, let me do this main page workout. Oh, <laughs> And no. so I like jumped into another one. And then next thing I know, like the next day came and I, I like literally. And you couldn't move. I couldn't get out of bed. Yeah. I was like, I hurt myself. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so. I have screwed up. Yeah. Now, Murph's one of those workouts where it's like you got to kind of treat it with respect because yeah. the next day you're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. But yep. the next day after that, you're going to feel like a truck hit you. <laughs> yeah. so, I do like what Richard said, though. Like, once I get it down to a certain time, I'll add a vest. Yeah. Right. Which is one thing that I wish a lot of people would do. Yeah. Is get it to a certain time and then earn your vest. Yeah. That's not even a Rocket City thing. That's no. a no, everywhere that's every, thing. Everywhere. Yeah. That's everywhere. Yeah. Because yeah. that workout is scary <laughs> yeah, it is like it's no it's no joke no and the dude did it i still it with, don't see how he did it in full gear mm-mm. no I, I can't he did it in full gear how much how much does that weigh do you know oh uh, so i mean so their stuff is a little different than ours just because like he was a navy, he was a navy seal. seal he was a seal yeah. right so there yeah their stuff's like super cool uh so <laughs> for like a regular infantry but your man, stuff was just like super lame right yeah, yeah <laughs> they, were like, the, they were the knockoff brand uh they yeah, got exactly. name brand yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You guys were great value, and they were like, you know, <laughs> Doctor. Pe- yeah, they were like Doctor Pepper, you know. <laughs> so our stuff uh, with a full like like combat load, like ammo and everything. I mean, I'm probably looking at like close to seventy pounds <sighs> worth of gear. Okay. Yeah. So what about somebody like like a Navy SEAL? Is it around the same? Yeah, it's probably. I think I read it was like eighty. Yeah, it's probably the same, <sighs> but they have like more stuff. Okay. But it weighs the same as like ours, you know. Gotcha. Because like, their radios are lighter weight, and right? Stuff like that, you know. Um, I'm sure it's also depending on what they're going to be doing. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So depending on what you're doing, what weapon system you carry, stuff like right. that, it can it can vary. If you're a machine gunner, you could have oh, God. all sorts of stuff. Yeah, you know, that dude ain't doing Murph. No, yeah, no, <laughs> that dude's uh, not doing Murph. Yeah, the radio guy and the machine gunners, they're not they're not doing anything extra. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're loaded down. So man. I just just thinking about that. Having I've I've wore like a ninety pound vest one time and just did a couple of air squats in it just to see what it felt like. Nah, I'm good. Yeah, I I'm remember good, like back in like I think it was like two thousand five when I joined. We did a I was an airborne infantryman at the time, mm-hmm. and uh, I was an RTO. I was a radio yeah. telephone operator. And back then we didn't have the cool radios we have now, so they hand me this like giant brick. And they're like, I'm like, what is this? And they're like, this is a radio. And I was like, what? And they're like, yeah, we need all these extra batteries. And my, I think my rucksack weighed like 115 pounds. Whoa. And then you strap it to your waist and you jump out of an airplane. You know, and I was like, this okay. is not cool. And you've done that? Yeah. So I spent my first two years as an airborne <laughs> infantryman. So Mm-mm-mm. yeah, I would jump out of airplanes and crash into the earth. <laughs> you know so yeah flying with that 150 pound brick <laughs> so yeah uh it was good times though i mean I, I enjoyed it so how many times have you jumped out of a plane uh 23 holy yeah that's <laughs> yeah. okay i don't even think i have the nuts to do it once so i'm so actually i did it i had <laughs> I like think richard had a choice yeah yeah, yeah. Had <laughs> like, choice. it's funny they push you out I when they be tell like, so, you, I'd be like, so what are those career paths again? <laughs> hey, RTC at Berkeley sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because they they, they kind of pitch it to you. They're like, it's an extra 150 bucks a month. Yeah. Like jump pay, like as a hazard pay. And I was like, cool. Extra 150? Yeah. That's it? Yeah. So, and then okay. I was talking to uh, a guy, he's a World War II vet. 
And he's like, yeah, they pitched it to us. It was a hundred bucks a month extra. That's and I was funny. like, <laughs> I actually started watching a uh, band of brothers. Yeah. And the first episode is the airborne mm-hmm. division. And they were pitching it like that. You'll get an extra $50. Yep. If which, you sign which, up for which this. Back then was like extra $500. Yeah, yeah. People were like, like, sign me up. Nowadays, like I'm like 150 bucks. I was like, this isn't really worth it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, but they'll, they'll barely buy you groceries that week. Yeah. Yeah. So. I had a hundred. Uh, so I had a nine year break between like, I left the airborne community and kind of mm-hmm. went and did some other infantry things. And I went back. And like going back and doing it like when I had kids, yeah, it's way different. Like it was like, all right, I'm no longer excited about this, guys. Like we're just gonna <laughs> can we just knock this out so I can go home, you know? Like yeah, it was just way different. I didn't really enjoy it anymore. Did you ever do any like cool flips out of the plane or anything no, like no. that? No, so there's there's static line jumps, so your parachute's like actually hooked to the airplane. Mm. Oh, okay. so when you jump, it like pulls it out for you. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you're not just like free falling at any no. point in time. So you jump anywhere from like 800 feet. Hmm. Off I was the about to ask, what's the distance? Yeah. yeah. The max that you'll jump is like 1,500 feet. And that's usually if you're jumping out of a helicopter or something okay. like that. That's so. so they kept the same thing that they did in World War II, where you're hooked mm-hmm. up to a line and you jump and it pulls. That's weird. I mean, if yeah. you broke, don't that's fix crazy, it, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So it's the easiest way to get like mass amount of forces out, you know, yeah. Yeah, out of an airplane with minimal training. Yeah. You huh. Yeah, you don't really have to do anything. Yeah, so. you just hand your static line to somebody, and then you just leave. <laughs> you know, so you're just like, all right, cool. See you later. Like, I'm outside now. How you know? fat, whenever that jars you, does it? Is it like a? Is like a gut punch whenever it like sucks you out of the plane or anything like no. that? Or? No, it's really not. So you you fall from like four to six seconds, and okay. then your chute's fully open. You'll feel like an opening shock, but it's not like. Gotcha. Yeah, it's noticeable, but it's not anything. So you're just like you're weightless for a little bit, and then boom, you just get caught. Yeah, and then it's super peaceful. Like it's really kind of almost eerie because you're just like floating, and then you're like looking around, or like most of the time we would jump at night. Mm. So you just you see nothing. It's just darkness all around you. So you're (laughs) like, all right, yeah, cool. Like I'm out here. Could you at least see like another parachute? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Depends on how much like uh, if it's a full moon, you can. Yeah, so and then you usually—I bet that's cool. You see like the top of the trees, yeah, and that's when you're like, all right, cool. So you have to like lower your rucksack, and then you like lower your weapon, and it like hangs. Okay. So it's not like attached to you, and then you'll hear your rucksack hit the ground, and that's when you know you're gonna hit the ground too. Ah, got you. How far is it like? About fifteen feet. Yeah. Okay. Below your feet. Oh, so it gives you like a good enough warning then. Yeah, about a second. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Right. I mean, it was like you have to be like, all right, brace. You know. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, it's, it's it's cool stuff, though. I mean, I, I enjoy it. Actually, so one of the members from here, uh, Ian, mm-hmm. uh, he just graduated uh, Airborne School a few months, uh, a few weeks ago. I think I heard something like that. Yeah. So, yeah, he joined the Army. He's going to do, like, some Special Forces stuff. And Dang. He, uh, yeah, he went to Airborne School, and uh, it was crazy because I dropped off a cadet who used to work out here, Tyler, uh, at airborne school, I took a picture, and then Ian was like, "Hey, I'm like standing next to where you took that picture." <laughs> and I didn't even know, and so well, I didn't get to see him. But yeah, it's pretty cool. Like Rocket City people all over the world, right? You know, nice. So I was about to ask you something else. I remember what it was? So whenever you were stationed over there, did you ever actually like you saw combat? Didn't you? We did. Yeah, yeah. So the unit that I was in, Third uh, Infantry Division, they're kind of uh so they're like the unit that like took down like baghdad international airport mm-hmm. during like the invasion to iraq and right. then, uh they were in ramadi and and stuff like that so we were we were in baghdad uh just north of baghdad is where i was um spent a little bit of time like solder city and stuff like that um which are kind of like 
I guess some big name towns that people know. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, we saw some stuff here and there. I mean, it really, I was there 2009, 2010. Yeah. So it wasn't like super crazy. Um, I was actually home on R and R when like all the striker units like drove back to Kuwait and we're like, yeah. the war is over. And then I had to like get back on a plane and go back and <laughs> finish my deployment. So <laughs> I got to see the war end on TV and then go right back to it, um, under a new name. Yeah. You know, but, um, yeah, I mean, there was some stuff over there here and there, but nothing, nothing super crazy. Right. You know, we didn't write any books or anything, <laughs> you know, you didn't get bin Laden or anything like that. No, no. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> So kind of um, Navy SEALs did though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And they wrote a book about it yeah. <laughs> and a movie. It's all that gear, dude. Yeah. Um, so I take a little bit of a turn away from time in the military. Yeah. Now that you do CrossFit, you've done, you've gone back from like Globo Gym back to CrossFit for a while. How long have you been back with it? Uh, so I mean, I've been here now for about eighteen months. Um. And then I was doing it for about a year before I got here, just on my own. Okay. So is there anything that you do outside of the gym to apply your fitness? Um, well, so the new Army, I mean, it all kind of goes back to the Army, but mm-hmm. um, the new Army fitness test is basically CrossFit. Oh, really? Yeah, but nobody like wants to say that in the Army. Have you seen it? Uh-uh. What is it? It is so CrossFit. It's funny. <laughs> what is it? So basically, you have to do a hex bar deadlift three rep max okay um then you do is there like a limit that you have to hit so 340 pounds is 100 percent. okay and i think 160 or 180 is like passing okay um and they took away like all the age limits they took away all the gender okay. so it's male female 18 80 doesn't matter Ew. one standard okay um and then so yeah you do your deadlift and then you go and you do a sprint drag carry Okay. So you got to like, it's 25 meter lane. You do a sprint, then you like sprint, drag. So you drag this like, it's a 90 pounds, I think, 90 pound sled. Okay. Um, And it's like not a good sled. It's like right. canvas on grass. So, oh. <laughs> yeah, it kind of sucks. But yeah. it, so it's pretty difficult. Um, And then you like lateral and then you carry two kettlebells. And then you sprint again. What size are the kettlebells? I think they're like 45 pounds. 40 pound kettlebells? 35. They're 35s. Gotcha. Yeah. And um, that part's not so bad, but after the other two things, yeah, you'd be kind of busted. Oh, it's so funny. I call it like giraffe legs because <laughs> okay. like when you like get done with the kettlebells and you go to do your last sprint, everyone's yeah. legs look like a baby giraffe. <laughs> like they're like, they're like wobbly and like. Um, and you, so that one, like to get a hundred, you have to do all of that in like a minute and 28 seconds. Wow. Jeez. And, um, what's a passing score on that? Like three and a half minutes. That's not so bad. Yeah. So this test is like pretty easy to pass. It's yeah. just very hard to like max it out. Right. Um, and then you do, um, sprint. Yeah. So then you do push ups, but they're like these like weird T push ups. Okay. So your arms have to like, you go down, you lay your chest on the ground. Okay. And your arms go out and make a T and then come back and then you push up. So kind of like hand release. They're hand release, yeah, but with a T motion with your arms. Right. Um, you got to do like... A little, that little bit extra fatigue from stretching your arms out. And yeah, yeah, and time. Yeah. And so you got to do, I think, 60 is max on that. Uh, I don't remember what passing is. It's like 20, 25. Um, and then you do... 
yeah, deadlift, sprint drag carry, hand release push-ups. Uh, there's a leg tuck. So you have to do basically, you have to touch your knees to your elbows or your triceps. Okay. Um, but you're holding the bar like, um, it's not like an, it's not like a, like toes to bar. You're right. holding the bar kind of like you would swing a baseball bat. Oh, so kind of like over under? Yeah, so like that. Okay. Or like your dominant hand closest to your head. Oh, yeah. And, so kind of like how you would, like if you was, you know, traversing a rope kind of thing? Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, there's another exercise. I can't remember what it is right now. <laughs> um, Any kind of like pull-ups or anything like that? Any kind of gymnastic style? No. no uh, other than the knee tuck? Deadly. Oh, so it's a standing power throw. That's the one I missed. You take okay. a 10-pound medicine ball, okay. and you have to throw it like backwards over your head. Okay. And um, you got to throw it like four meters to pass, and I think like 11 meters to max it. That one's pretty tough. Yeah. Uh, and then you end it all with a two-mile run. I had to convert mm. that to freedom units. Yeah. For a second. <laughs> yeah. So it's like 12 feet to like 30-something feet. Yeah. Like 33 feet. Um, That's far. Mm-hmm. That is far, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and then you finish it all with a two-mile run. Mm. So the two-mile run is like, to, to max it, it's like 13.30. Okay. And then to, to pass is like 21.30. Yeah, that's like my one-mile time. <laughs> 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 so, yeah, it's that's why I run so much. It's because the army gotcha. makes me. Gotcha. Yeah. So so I convert, basically, like to kind of get back to your question. Is yeah. Everything that I've done in the army, CrossFit has helped me. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's like climbing over a wall with like full kit, yeah. Um, doing obstacle courses, carrying, you know, picking up ammo cans, yeah. You know, that's that's a lunge with kettlebells, yeah. <laughs> uh, farmers carry, you know, carrying yeah. carrying stuff. Um, every I've been able to relate pretty much. It's just functional fitness. At right. the end of the day, it doesn't matter what the name is. It's functional fitness that matters. Yeah. So we just choose to call it CrossFit. <laughs> you know. It's a fad of a name, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, um, I know, I've heard you talk about this before. You are, how close are you to actually retiring from the Army? Four years. Four years? Yeah. Okay, and then what's your plan after that? I don't know. So, I've had, like, lots of ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a friend of mine that works up in Franklin, mm-hmm. Tennessee, and she's she's kind of talked about, you know, I would be a good fit in their company up there. They do like healthcare recruiting and stuff. Okay. Um, I have another friend, a really good friend of mine, actually. I talked to him last week, and he he wants me to come work. He does um, cloud infrastructure. Okay. So like, you know, cloud data and all that stuff. Right. Uh, for Amazon. Oh. And he was like, "Hey, you'd be a good fit, and you can live anywhere you want." And I was like, "Can I live in Huntsville?" Yeah. He's like, "Yeah." And I was like, "All right, cool. I'll." I'll Talk to you in four years, you know. So you want to come back? Yeah. So unfortunately, like uh, we're leaving, you know, because uh, the army says so. But yeah, um, yeah, we do kind of plan to come back. Yeah. All right. As of now, unless we get stationed somewhere that's like just unbelievably amazing, right? Yeah, you know, we'll we'll probably come back for sure. Nice. So, so I heard you before. You said something about you would like to think it was hike the PCT. Yeah, that's so. my retirement goal. Yeah, that's my <laughs> retirement dream. Yeah, so luckily, I, I I don't know. I don't remember where I like thought of it. What is the PCT? So the Pacific, for, people, for the, people who are unlearned. Yeah, so <laughs> the Pacific Crest Trail is the PCT. It's uh, 2,600 miles. Mm-hmm. It goes from Canada 
or from Mexico to Canada or whichever way you want to walk. Mm, I've heard um, about this. Yeah. Yeah. So it goes through California, Oregon, and Washington. Yeah. And mm. I was like, man, that would be cool. Like just to take six months off mm-hmm. uh, and just go out there and walk, you know. Just see the country. Yeah. Yeah. 30 miles a day and. 30 mm. miles a day. Is that how much you clear usually? So that's, that's about uh, on the Pacific Crest Trail. That seems to be like kind of the average amount for people who want to get done like in a timely manner. Yeah. You can walk five miles a day if you want to. Right, yeah, yeah, uh, Unless you start at Mexico, because when you start at Mexico, the first 20 miles, there's, like, no camping allowed. Mm. Oh, so you, like, so have, you to, have go. to get through that in the first <laughs> gotcha. day. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so last year during COVID, I was like, well, like, I'm not doing anything. Mm-hmm. The university went, you know, virtual and all that stuff. Yeah. So I just, uh, Rosanna was visiting her mom, and I was like, well, I'm just sitting here. So I drove over to the Appalachian Trail and yeah. jumped on that, and I, I knocked out the uh, Georgia section. Yeah. So I did the approach trail and the entire Georgia section, and like a few miles into North the approach Carolina. Approach trail. Yeah. So. So it's like the is it the trail re- leading up to like the start, <laughs> which is on Springer Mountain. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So it's eight yeah. miles to get to the top of Springer Mountain, then you can start the trail. Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a buffer. Yeah. There is a better way. They're like you can actually go and like park and it's like a mile. But yeah. the approach trail is really pretty. Like Amicalola Falls is amazing. So if you ever just need like a day hike, mm. the like the stairs alone would like crush anybody. But right. uh yeah. So there's like four hundred stairs to start mm. the, wow. the approach trail. Fine. Uh yeah. So I ended up doing like 93 miles and I did it about four days. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. So it was awesome. Yeah. And um, like, I still like, can't believe like North Georgia, North Alabama, like looks like it does. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, my, most of my experience is like Columbus, Georgia, right? you know, like <laughs> Louisiana where it's like kind of flat marshy. Right. And then I come up here and it's like these beautiful mountains and everything. Right. So. Is that the farthest that you've hiked in one trip is 93 miles? That was my first backpacking trip ever. Ever? Yeah. I've had this dream of doing the PCT, but I've never, like, I had never backpacked before that. Right. I was like, I'm just going to do it. Okay. And then I had some time and, and everything. I was like, you know what? Let me order some stuff on Amazon here and <laughs> <laughs> like, go for it, you know? So nice. And I did, and I had a blast. Yeah, I really did. I would like to go do the Wonderland Trail. Okay. Yeah. Um, I believe that's in Washington. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the name of the mountain that it's around. It's pretty much there's a huge mountain in Washington. It's like really close to Seattle, and literally the the whole trail is like a 93 mile trail around a mountain. Is it Mount Rainier? Yes, yeah. that's it. Yeah. I just, it left me for a second, but yeah, that's yeah. it. Um, and I watch people do it, and it is some of the prettiest country I've ever seen. Yeah. That and I want to go to Colorado and do it. So me and Chaney, um, we've both like gotten all the stuff to go backpacking and we're waiting on his brother to get all the rest of his stuff and we're gonna go and start like doing some trails here and there. It's awesome. So, the best thing, like the community, the backpacking community is a lot like CrossFit where yeah. like I could drop in at a gym somewhere else and kinda like and they'll like make fun of you in like the first few minutes. Right. You know? And then and backpacking is the same way. Like mm. everyone has trail names. Yeah. You know, and like you got a trail name. Yeah. So they called me. Uh, they started calling me Flash. Yeah. Um, just because I was walking so fast. <laughs> yeah, that's why. So like I no. yeah <laughs> yeah. So I actually didn't pick up like I didn't even for me, which is weird. I didn't pick up like the innuendo until later. 
I was like, <laughs> oh man, I wonder if people are going to realize this because I walked so fast. But <laughs> I, I passed a married couple like two yeah. miles before like one of the shelters that they have mm-hmm. on the AT. And then I stopped at the shelter and I was like, had my tent set up. I was like eating dinner, like yeah. hanging out. And like the, the married people showed up and they're like, how long have you been here? And I was like, I don't know, a couple hours. All day. You know, I was like, I've been here for like a couple hours. They're like, man. And then the next day I caught, I like, I walked up to like this mountaintop mm-hmm. and um, I could like, sense people like i yeah i actually i smelt cigarette smoke so i was like man there's people around here yeah <laughs> it's kind of weird and then i was like people <laughs> i walked i walked over this like little hill and uh there was people camping and i was like well i'll just camp here tonight yeah and uh two of the guys were from the shelter i had stayed at the night before and they're like, oh, yeah. how did you get here <laughs> i was like i walked here and they're like <laughs> like well how did you get here and they're like we drove oh <laughs> and i was like what they're like yeah we had to go to the store and so we just got dropped off yeah and i was like oh they're like you walked all the way here and they're like we're gonna call you flash and i was like okay, that's cool nice yeah cool. So, so you had to earn a trail name like that yeah so i mean it really doesn't there's like no rules like yeah. some people like well, it's um, like a rite of passage kind of thing right? yeah kind of like yeah. so one of the girls i was out there they called her sorrel because like she would pick like the wild sorrel flowers and like season her food with them okay so they called her sorrel cool. and then like w- there was another like uh there was like an older woman uh she was walking with her dog, Batman, so they just called her Robin. Okay. <laughs> you know? so, like, nice. Yeah, there's all sorts. Uh, the guy, I ended up meeting another guy that was with that group, and they called him Footprint. Okay. Because he walked so fast that, like, all they ever saw of him was his footprints. So, <laughs> Such an yeah, odd name. You could end up with anything. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. So, hmm. Yeah, the backpacking thing is cool. Mount Rainier, it's beautiful. Right. That's have another you, one of been? those things. Yeah, so that's another one of those things, like... I, sometimes I tend to jump in head first. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like, I think on Saturday I'm going to go climb Mount Rainier. Because <laughs> we lived in Washington for yeah. a while. And uh, one of the guys I worked with was like, I'll go with you. Yeah. I was like, cool. And we called like the outfitter at the at like the base of it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, like what do I need to get to like the top? Yeah. And they're like, a training. And I was <laughs> like, all right, cool. Like what can I do without training? And they're like, well, I guess you could go to base camp. I was like, all right, let's do that. And they're like, all right, you just need boots and like trekking poles. I was like, all right, okay. I'll pick those up on Saturday. So we went in and we ordered, like I walked in, they, they put them on <laughs> and then we just like, drove over to the mountain. We just started walking and uh base camp is not that, even breaking them in or anything. Just fresh. Yeah. We just rented them. Yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah. We just rented them. They're like, yeah, just bring them back tonight. And we're like, okay. Okay. And, uh, the guy's like, yeah, if you're in good shape, it should take you like eight hours to get up and back or whatever up and back yeah okay and i was like all right yeah yeah dude we're in great shape in the yeah army. <laughs> you know I mean? i'm in the army bro like and uh and at like didn't account for uh elevation no, yeah yeah so we made it to base camp at like the eight hour mark mm. and we would walk like a hundred feet and just stop mm. and like mm. have to breathe yeah because base camp's like just over ten thousand feet ah and okay. so we were just dying like yeah. And then we got up there, and like the guides that were up there with like small groups, mm-hmm. they're like, "Oh, cool! Like, how long are you guys staying up here?" Mm-hmm. I was like, "We're not." And like, <laughs> Why are you carrying so much stuff? I was like, "Cause we've never done this before." Yeah. And they're like, "Oh man!" They're like, "Your your bags weigh enough to like stay here for a week." And oh, I was wow. like, "What?" And they're like, "Yeah, our bags are the same size, and we're staying for five days." Yeah. And I was like, "Man, I just threw stuff in there because I didn't want to die." i didn't know what i would need and so like rosanna was actually like trying to like figure out who to call because i was like gone for like way longer than i thought yeah Uh, it only took us two hours to get back down (laughs) because you can like 
slide. So you just like <laughs> you, you know? like sat on your bag and just slid the rest of the way down the mountain. You just slide right? on your feet. Yeah. Yeah, it's like called like glissading. You just slide on your heels. It's hmm. really cool. Huh. Um, but yeah, we climbed up there and when we hit like seven thousand feet, we were like right above the clouds. Oh and you ooh. can see forever. See, I wanna I wanna see something like that. Yeah, it's totally worth it. Whenever you fly, you get to see that for yep. a brief moment and that's yeah. so awesome. And I wanna actually like be on a mountain and see it. Yeah, because you're just standing there. Yeah, but when you're coming down, it's sketch. Just hit up John Eeks. He'll oh, take you yeah. yeah, he'll take you anywhere. <laughs> that dude's a mountain goat. <laughs> we have we know a guy who used to go to Elk Valley who um He was legit mountain climber. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah. He would he's it's like on his bucket list or something to climb a mountain in every single country. Mm-hmm. And so that's like what he does. Oh, wow. He was um he did Matterhorn a couple years ago, I think. Either that or he like it was a mountain close to the Matterhorn, he was like taking pictures of it. Um, and it's his like life goal to go do Everest, which to me, I'm like, bro, that's a 50, 50 that you're going to die. <laughs> like, I mean, all these mountains he goes on. Yeah, dude. If you die up there, they leave There you was there. one yeah. that he came back from and he said that there was an Italian team while he was there that died. Oh, wow. And I'm like, that would be my sign to stop. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I mean, like backpacking or something up a mountain's kind of cool. You know, yeah. it's a lot safer than that. But dude, whenever there's people around you and teams that die on the same mountain that you're climbing oh, right yeah. now. He's going like snows up there, yeah. clouds. He's going, oh, man. Wow. I mean, that's brave, you know? Yeah, that's but cool. But if, if that's something you want to do, then do it, man. But he, he's, you know, he's, he's a mountain goat. He's full dude. send. Yeah. He was all or nothing. So, I mean, whenever he does go to Everest, I'm going to be watching Instagram being like, I want to see these pictures, you know? Make sure he lives. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, guys, uh, we'll go ahead and wrap up. Um, is there any closing remarks that either of you would like to say about anything? No, I think I'm good. All right, guys. Well, we have been Fitness on the Frontlines. Um, if you want to check us out on any other platforms, you can check us out at Rock City CrossFit on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Look at uh, Listen to our other podcast, The Secret Dungeon. And uh, tune in next week where we have actually Joe Exotic instead of just Rich Exotic. <laughs> so, guys, we will see you next time.